welcome to my podcast. This is your host, Ray Lloyd, and this is All The Things. So I talk about the nervous system a lot. It's something that is strongly in my awareness, wasn't always, um, but now is strongly in my awareness, something that I find to be an integral piece to getting healthy, creating new habits, living the life you want to lead, you know, or like integrating into a new exercise program that you desire or creating healthy relationships or having good communication or just feeling integrated and healthy and one within your body. And I find that it's a word that a lot of people throw around. It's also a word that not enough people have any awareness about. And I find it frankly, frustrating that there's so many people in the quote unquote healing arena, people who say that they can help you lose weight or people who say that they can help you build a business or people who say that they can help you create healthy relationships or people who say that they can help you have healthier marriages or better relationships or, you know, teach you how to work one-on-one with people or whatever the case may be. And not once, not once do they mention the nervous system. And I truly believe that a lot of these people, and I don't want to speak for everyone or speak about everyone, but the people that I have one-on-one knowledge of, the people who I have had personal interactions with, who are in this arena, who are people who say that they are, you know, trailblazers in their, um, what do I want to call it, kind of like their industry, right? Whatever it is that they might do that they're teaching other people or they're talking to other people or they're interacting with other people and they say they're in the healing quote unquote industry, yet they have zero awareness of the, of the nervous system. They don't mention it. They don't talk about it. They don't even know what it is. And it makes me so frustrated because you literally can't do any of those things. You can't build a business. You can't become your best self. You can't heal. You can't love yourself. You can't heal autoimmunity. You can't regulate. You can't get anything from therapy. You can't read a book and know how to implement it. You can't help others until you know how to help yourself. And that starts with your nervous system. Your nervous system is the baseline for literally everything and anything. And it makes me very frustrated when I see people who say, oh, I can help you with that. I can help you help others. I can help you help yourself. But they have zero awareness of the nervous system. They're clearly dysregulated human beings. And that being said, this is said with zero judgment in the sense of Everyone has a form of dysregulation. Some is worse than others. Some have less awareness than others. And like I said, this is something I had zero awareness of until the last few years. And then like within the last year and a half, I've been heavily entrenched in it. So it's become something I'm very confident in, something I feel confident in teaching, something I work on myself on the daily and with And uh, I feel confident in creating this series. I'm going to do a four-part series on this. Um, Today's episode is going to be simply on what is the nervous system. Let's talk about it in a scientific way. And then I'll touch briefly on how it affects you physically and emotionally when it gets dysregulated. And then I'm going to do another episode on more specifics on how it gets dysregulated and how that affects you in terms of having an autoimmune disease. Particularly, I'm going to focus on Hashimoto's. I'm going to do another episode on how to heal the nervous system. Now, I'm always going to be talking through the lens of someone who's actively trying to heal hers. I am not healed. I have not arrived. I am a lot better than I ever was. I have tons of tools in my toolbox, and that is how I'm going to be speaking to you. So I'm never going to talk to you from a high horse. I'm never going to get up on my soapbox and tell you this is how you do it because I've done it. No, I'll tell you this is how you do it because I'm doing it. Okay. And then um, I will 
probably do an episode. Well, let's see. I think I want to do four. So today's week. What exactly is it? How it affects you autoimmunity wise? Um, an episode on healing it. And oh, maybe we'll leave it at three. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm going to see how today's episode goes. But I definitely, I'm not a fan of long podcasts. Um, myself <laughs> listening to one, I'm, my nervous system gets dysregulated and I can't focus on such a long one. So I don't want to do, you know, this would probably be four hours worth of content. And obviously I'm a mother first and I have to put a child to sleep soon. So I'm going to break this up into little bites and pieces uh, that is a little bit more digestible easily. You know, you focus on one thing, understand what it is, and then we'll go to the next episode and you'll learn more. So it won't be so... It won't be so dysregulating, okay? Okay, so what the heck is the nervous system, right? Let's talk about it in a scientific fashion um, so you understand like physically what it is and then we'll talk a little bit about how it affects you on an emotional level. So think of the nervous system as like the control system of the body, right? It's the computer. Your brain is the software, right? It's responsible for making decisions. And the nervous system is the wiring, all right? So it's a highly complex part of our body, not to be ignored, very, very important. The fact that people are talking more about, you know, just what you should be eating or what you shouldn't be eating, which is very, I don't love that language anyways, but you, I wanna be very relatable so you understand what it is I'm talking about, but never talk about this highly complex, very important part of our body that sends messages back and forth between the brain and the body. They are missing something major and I don't want you to be missing that. So let's talk about it, okay? The brain, as you probably know, is what controls all of the body's functions, right? Like something as simple as, well, it's not simple. It's, we have to be so grateful for it, right? But like things that we take for granted, like moving, breathing, seeing, thinking, my gosh, all that stuff, right? So the... CNS, which is the central nervous system, includes the brain and the spinal cord. The PNS is the peripheral, peripheral, peripheral <laughs> nervous system, which includes all the nerves outside of the CNS, all the nerves outside of the central nervous system. So all the nerves outside of the brain and the spinal cord, right? And then we'll, you know, whenever I talk about nervous system regulation, I talk about neurons, right? They talk about neurons that fire together, wire together, right? You'll, you'll probably hear all these cute little quotes about this major part of our body, but neurons are nerve cells. They are the building blocks of all nerves. So Individual nerves are made up of thousands of neurons, all right? And then you have something that you'll probably hear people refer to when they talk about the nervous system, which is called action potentials, which are the electrical impulses, which are electrical messages, right, that travel through the nervous system. Now, there's a lot more, but I'm not a science teacher. So if you want to learn more about the nervous system, you definitely can do a more in-depth study on that. But that's what I'm going to focus on teaching you today. Okay, the very basics. So what does the nervous system do? Let's break it down into a few different core um, functions. So the first one is it controls the body's internal environment to maintain homeostasis. Now, a very simple, but again, it's not simple, it's complex, but a simple idea so you can understand what that means, homeostasis. What does it mean to maintain homeostasis? Would be like maintaining the body's temperature. So when you exercise, for example, you create heat, right? And in order to maintain a relatively constant core temperature, the nervous system sends messages to the blood vessels to dilate increasing, increasing blood flow to the skin, 
which is why your face gets red when you exercise. Um, it will also increase sweating to help disperse the accumulating heat throughout the body. And another thing it does in, in a much more complex way is when your body wants to maintain homeostasis in the sense of changing your habits, hence why you keep trying like, okay, I'm going to make this new habit. I'm going to get up at 8 a.m. I'm going to work out and I'm going to do an ice bath and I'm going to then drink my protein shake. And then I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, meditate for 32 minutes. And then I'm going to journal, right? And you have this whole idea in your head and you keep trying to do it. And your body fights you so hard because creating a new habit makes your neurons and your nervous system very uncomfortable because it's just trying to maintain homeostasis, which is why, and I'll talk about this shortly, repetition is so key for your nervous system to learn something new, which is why doing something new and having change makes you feel dysregulated because it literally is. Now, can you change? Absolutely. Absolutely you can. And we're going to talk about about that in a future episode. But just know that when you, when it feels hard for you, when you're trying to make change, when you're trying to create a new habit, it's normal that it, that your brain is like blitzed out a little bit because it is. It's trying to maintain homeostasis and you just shook it the fuck up, right? P.S. If you're around children, you might want to put your AirPods in. I'll wait. No, I'm kidding. Go get them. Okay. Now, the second thing that the nervous system is responsible for is the programming of spinal cord reflexes. So reflex functions are there to protect us from injury. So a reflex will send a message to the muscles telling them to contract to prevent injury. Like it's, you don't even have to think about it, but like, it, you know, when you slam on the brakes, when, you know, uh, someone pulls out in front of you in traffic or you're running and you quickly balance yourself so you don't sprain your ankle or, you know, um, you pull your hand back without having to think when you see fire, like that kind of thing. That's another major part of this. Like you don't have to think about it, but the reflexes that just happen, Right. Yeah, I was just snapping my fingers. I know you can't see me, but I'm getting all into this. This is a very, I'm very, very passionate about this topic. Um, the third thing, we'll break this down to four things. So the third thing that the nervous system is responsible for is memory and learning. And this is where repetition comes in. So repetition is majorly, majorly required to learn and memorize key functions, like as basic as reading and writing but also like new movements when you're learning a new dance or learning how to do a proper exercise, which is why you get better at, let's say, squatting over time because the first time you do it, your body's literally learning the movements to do this. It's so much harder. Your brain and your nervous system have to work so hard to do it. But you notice that things get easier over time. It's not just because like you got better at it or because you've done it so many times. It's not that simple. It's because your nervous system literally like picked up on it. It imprinted on your nervous system and repetition is needed in order for your nervous system to get it right, which is why repetition is needed in order to create a new habit. You have to keep doing it over and over and over and over for your nervous system to get it. So if you don't get it right the first six times, you got to do it another six times for your nervous system to get on board. It's just the way your body is. And then the last thing is the voluntary control of movement. Right, so every voluntary movement that you do is under direct direct control of the nervous system. So I am like currently opening and closing my hand. I'm actively thinking about it. It's not an involuntary reflex of like, oh my gosh, quick, pull your hand back. No, it's I'm going to do this. I'm going to put my rings on. I'm going to take my rings off. I'm going to wash my face. Like all those voluntary movements, your nervous system is actively on board with doing. So 
their nervous system is super complex. I'm going to try to break it down for you so you understand. And I'm going to try to bring this into your understanding of um, how this comes into dysregulation, the emotional side of it, the autoimmune side of it. Okay. So you have your central nervous system, which is your brain and the spinal cord, right? And that is the integrative control center. Okay. Now the peripheral nervous system is like feeding into and feeding from the central nervous system. And this is the cranial nerves and the spinal nerves. And this is the communication between the um, central nervous system and the rest of the body. Okay. Now you have two, you have the sensory division, which is feeding into the peripheral nervous system. And then you have the motor division, which is feeding off of the peripheral nervous system. So the sensory division is the somatic and visceral sensory nerves. And this is where you have the impulses from the receptors to the central nervous system. It, it, it conducts those, okay? Then you have the motor division, right, which is feeding off of the peripheral nervous system, which is the motor nerve fibers. And these conduct impulses from the nervous the central nervous system to the glands and the muscles, okay? Now, from the motor division, you have two, two things. One is the autonomic nervous system, and the other one is the somatic nervous system. So the automatic nervous system is your, um, it conducts impulses from the central nervous system to the cardiac muscles, the smooth muscles, and the glands. This is the visceral motor. And then the somatic nervous system is the voluntary motor, right? It conducts impulses from the central nervous system to the skeletal muscles. So the movements I was just telling you about, the voluntary movements. Now coming back to the automatic nervous system, there's two things that pull off of that. One is the sympathetic division and the other one is the parasympathetic division. And this is where I'm gonna be focusing on a lot for the rest of this episode and then the further episodes as well. So the sympathetic division mobilizes the body systems during fight or flight. And I'm absolutely positive you've heard that before. Oh my gosh, you got stuck in fight or flight, right? What the heck does that mean? We'll talk about that in a second. And the parasympathetic division conserves energy right? Which promotes functions during rest. So more like freeze or fawn. So I'm sure you've heard of those. I'm sure you've seen people posting quotes about them. Maybe you understand it. Maybe you don't. But when the body is faced with something, um, whether it be a physical or emotional uh, attack, quote unquote, that could be, you know, you're home alone and suddenly you hear a noise in the house and you know when your body just like, holy shit, it, it, everything freezes. You feel that cold rush of adrenaline through your body. Your heart kind of, right, skips a beat because the central nervous system just got like super activated and you, what do you do, right? So there's going to be the one who reaches for their gun. Um, that's going to be running into fight, right? There's going to be someone who runs into flight, right? Where they like quickly slip out of the house, run, get their keys, drive away, right? There's, and that's like a very physical thing. But like an emotional thing would be if someone hurts your feelings, do you run into fight where you're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Come on, fight me, you know? Or are you running into flight where you shut off your phone, you freak out, you ha you know, you're just like totally dysregulated, snapping at everybody for us today. Maybe you're eating an entire container of Nutella because you ran into flight, running away from it. Think of like a deer, deer in the headlights type of thing, right? 
um, that's freeze. So that's a parasympathetic. So do you freeze when you're, when you're faced with this type of thing where you're just like, oh my God, what do I do? I don't know what to do. And you're just like totally not capable of functioning after that. Or do you fawn where you become like people pleaser and become very apathetic and very like can't make decisions because you're just feeling so overwhelmed by what just happened, right? Now, this is all normal. You already face shit like this in your life. You're going to continue to face shit like this in your life. This is not, I'm not teaching you how to avoid this. The nervous system was created to be able to handle this, right? Like, this is what it's here for. We have our muscles, we have our bones, we have our eyes, we have our nervous system. They all serve a function and a purpose and they're meant to do that. The thing is, is that when you you know, see an animal, let's say, face a fear, and you'll notice this now that I'm bringing it to your attention, and they're able to like get away from it, right? They're no longer like facing that fear anymore. You'll kind of see them shake off. And that is them resetting their nervous system. Like you ever see a dog, you're like, right, they're barking, they're freaking out. And then they realize it's just the mailman, mailman leaves. And all of a sudden they're like, all right, cool. We're not under attack anymore. And they kind of shake their body. All animals do this. They naturally know how to reset their nervous system, calm their nervous system down. Us as humans got fucked up <laughs> and our lives were just got way more complicated than our nervous systems knew what to do with. And we have crazy people raising us sometimes or they had crazy people raising them sometimes. Everyone's walking around traumatized. And to be very honest, I don't think that us as human beings were supposed to be able to access seeing the horrors that are going on around the world. Like it used to be that you knew what was going on like, in your house and then you know you had some neighbors and then maybe you had a community but this idea that you can get onto the phone and you can see crazy stuff that's happening across the world are I think it's overwhelming our nervous systems and then you have people who are living through wars and then they were raising children who are traumatized and then they raised children who are traumatized and then we're like um no we don't want to walk around with dysregulated nervous systems anymore so now we're doing like you know yin yoga and trying to heal ourselves after years and years and years and generations and generations of transgenerational trauma which is why everyone's walking around with a freaking autoimmune disease and you know dissociating and 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 playing video games and eating themselves into oblivion because no one knows what to do with themselves their nervous systems are in a chronic state of fight or flight, right? When the body is faced with a fear, the idea is that it gets into motion to take care of it. And it used to be back in the day, it was like, you got to figure out how to eat. Uh, you got to figure out how to fight off a, a, a tribe that's coming to fight you. And then you got to figure out how to stay alive because it got really cold. But like, it was like very simple, basic things. Now it's this one hurt my feelings. You know, TikTok went down, so I can't access anymore. I lost my phone. I lost my keys. You know, this guy pulled out in traffic. This guy gave me the finger. This one's mean to me. My boss was, you know, away and gave me too much work. And like, now it's like stuff that you would think would be much more simple, but our nervous systems don't feel like it's simple, right? It's not running away from a lion, but our bodies think it is, okay? I hope that that makes sense. So then we're not shaking it off. We're not re-regulating our nervous systems. We're not helping ourselves when we get into that sympathetic or parasympathetic reaction and we're getting stuck and our bodies are getting stuck in this chronic state of fight or flight, not getting into fight or flight when needed and then coming back out of it. No, we're getting stuck there. And then our nervous system gets dysregulated. So when I, if you see me post about being dysregulated or having a dysregulated nervous system, that is what I am talking about. Now, if you think about it, our nervous systems are so complex and actually so beautiful. And the neurons are all talking to each other. And you have these multitudes of nerves going throughout the whole body and your brain and your gut 
are so highly attached, right? And we'll talk about that another time. If you listen to my What the Fuck is Hashimoto's episode, you'll hear, have heard about that, how the gut is really the first brain. And being that it's so complex, every little dysregulation makes a massive impact on the body. So long after the trauma or the event happened and has passed and your body has physically moved on from it, your pers- like a person's or your nervous system gets reactivated every time you perceive danger, even if the danger is no longer present, which is what you know all the cool kids like to call triggered. I'm hashtag triggered, right? So this feeling of heightened arousal is like being stuck in a go, go, go or on position while at the same time, your body's trying to minimize the feelings of internal chaos, which is trying, it's trying to get back to homeostasis. So imagine your body's trying so hard to get back to homeostasis. It's trying so hard to get back to regulation. It's trying so hard to get back to quote unquote normal. But because you got stuck in fight or flight, you're just constantly revving the engine all the time. And then your body's like, what the fuck is going on? I'm just going to freaking check out. I'm going to go eat a bunch of pretzels or I'm just, I'm going to go, you know, listen to music. I'm going to go read a bunch of books. I'm going to go play video games. I'm going to go spend a bunch of money just so I can try to calm my system down. But that's not working, is it? No, no, it's not working. So what this does is this constant dysregulation actually reinforces the feelings that you're trying to avoid in the first place. Because it makes you feel more dysregulated. It makes you feel more out of control, right? It makes you feel more out of homeostasis. So I don't know if you ever read uh, The Body Keeps the Score by Dr. Bessel van der Kolk, but he has a quote in there that says, after trauma, the world is experienced with a different nervous system. The survivor's energy now becomes focused on suppressing inner chaos at the expense of spontaneous involvement in their lives and the expenses of spontaneous involvement in their lives. Sorry. So how crazy is that? You know, and then you tell me, well, Ray, I've never, I've never been through trauma. Uh, If you have an autoimmune disease or a dissociation problem or a binge eating issue or eating disorder or disordered eating or relationship issues, or you would like to avoid conflict, I call bullshit. I'm so sorry, but I do. Because honestly, you think of trauma as going through war. (laughs) or being in a plane crash or something. And that's not what it is. It's anything. And hear me very carefully. Trauma is anything that causes your nervous system to feel dysregulated. So you don't get to decide. You don't get to decide what is trauma. Your body already decided for you. Now, what do you do about it? We'll discuss in another episode. But It could be things like neglect, emotional and or physical. It could be something like medical trauma, being bullied, Okay, that's a big one. Um, Being raised by someone who had a substance abuse problem. Childhood trauma can vary from, you know, being raised by someone who was abusive physically or or, and or emotionally. Being raised by a narcissist. Growing up poor. Growing up poor is a trauma to the nervous system. Okay, Um, and this can cause and we'll talk about this much more in depth, but this can cause things like sleep issues, memory problems, dizziness, chronic headaches, um, muscle pain and ding, 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 autoimmune diseases. Yep. So we'll talk about that much more in depth in another episode, but I really hope that this made sense to you on what a massive role this plays in your day-to-day life and then how what happened to you is still playing a massive role in your day-to-day life, unfortunately. So you can look 
And like what I'm trying to say physically is let's say someone who's stuck in fight, right? So you might be the, someone who clenches your jaw at, and while you're sleeping. You never feel fully relaxed. Your back hurts. You get headaches. You clench your fists. You clench your teeth. You're, you're just chronically in fight. If you are chronically in flight, right, you might look really shut down, lethargic, out of it, having a hard time paying attention. You kind of feel ADD. You can't focus. Um, If you're stuck in freeze or fawn, you might feel emotionally numb. Like you never quite feel happy. You never also feel sad, you know, or you might be full on depressed. Um, You might feel totally dissociated. You might be a people pleaser. You might do the whole toxic positivity. Like, oh my God, it's fine. It's going to be great. Like, um, no, this is actual shit. Why can't you feel your feelings? You know, I'm talking from experience here, by the way. So I'm zero judgment. I dissociate. I, I used to dissociate a lot more often. Now it's a lot better. But I mean, I thought crying was a weakness. <laughs> okay. So definitely not judging you at all. Um, and then you have people who are thrill seeking. So obsessed with roller coasters, driving quickly, constantly buying new things. So I know it might not sound like the same as buying, uh, buying things is, might not feel the same as roller coasters, but it actually is the same because it spikes your dopamine. So having a shopping problem is a sign of a dysregulated nervous system. So I'll end off with this. There's something called an ACE score, which is adverse childhood experiences. And these are negative experiences that happened to you before you were 18. And I remember when I took the ACE score, I got like pretty high. Not all of them were, you know, I wasn't raised by someone with substance abuse. That was a no, but like other things, you know, and I hate to throw my parents under the bus and I'm not going to. That's one of my trauma responses, (laughs) but they're good people. And if you know them, then, you know, you know this, but I had my experiences and no one can deny those. And they were my experiences and it is what shaped me to being who I am today. Right. So I scored pretty high on the ACE score and I was like, Oh my God, like low key winning here, but like low key not. It was, it was funny. My therapist thought it was hilarious, but, um, so there is this you know, adverse childhood experiences test score that you can take, Google it, it's the ACE score, and you just check off, you know, how many adverse childhood experiences you had, and that's your score before you were 18. And there's long-standing research, like extensive research, okay, that shows that the higher your ACE score is, the higher your predisposition is to having things like asthma, depression, fibromyalgia, allergies, um, diabetes, GI issues, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, cancer, and autoimmune diseases like the one I have, Hashimoto's, right? And this research shows that extreme emotional trauma and chronic emotional stress can negatively impact the nervous system and lower a person's natural resilience, leaving them vulnerable to physical and mental issues. So unprocessed trauma becomes a like stuck energy in the body and actually hurts the body. And then there's also this idea of hypervigilance, which is a common outcome of nervous system dysregulation. And with hypervigilance, a person is constantly on edge, right? They're like, you know, either you or that friend who's like always worst case scenario, always glass half empty. Um, They're always anticipating the worst. They're easily triggered into, you know, like a really negative or even violent state and it's all due to a dysregulation of the nervous system. And the sooner that you can realize how big a part this plays in your everyday life, the sooner you're going to want to seek to heal it, understand it, and help it be better. So 
we're going to get into that in the next episode. I'm going to end off with this because I don't want this to be too overwhelming on your nervous system. I want you to hear it. I don't want to trigger you into awareness. I want to gently lead you into awareness. And maybe you'll want to start reading some books or watching some things on this and maybe even following me on TikTok. I talk about this a lot. I post about it a lot on Facebook as well. And this is something that can help you. This is, you're not doing this for anybody else. You're not re-regulating for anybody else. Is it going to affect other people positively? 100%. Are you going to help break the trauma cycle that might be going through your family? If you have so many people that have autoimmunity in your family, just understand that this is much more a nervous system issue than it is a genetic issue. And you can be the black sheep who stops this. You can be the cycle breaker. But the only way you're going to do that is by re-regulating your nervous system and teaching your children to re-regulate and learn how, learn how to regulate their nervous systems. Because it's normal to get unregulated when they get a bad grade on on their tests, they get unregulated. When they miss their bus, they get unregulated. When they don't have their favorite snack at school anymore, they get unregulated. That's super normal. It happens. And then as an adult, when your boss yells at you or when you have to pay a bill that was a, you know, not expected or when something breaks, those are all moments when your nervous system gets unregulated. But the only way that you can lead a healthy, well-balanced life is if you learn to re-regulate once the dysregulation is there, is over. Like once the issue is gone or you're able to calm yourself down and re-regulate, that's where your power lies. And it's when you get stuck there in fight, flight, fawn, freeze, that you start to really, really hurt yourself. So just understand this. Trauma comes back as a reaction, not a memory. I have that in my book, which I hope to have out soon. And I'm really excited to talk about this with you more to dive into depth with this topic more because it's something that's so dear and near to me as I heal it myself and as I help others. And um, I'm really excited for the next episode where we're going to dive into this in terms of how it really affects you on a physical level. And then, like I said, we'll dive into more on how you can heal it. So namaste as the cool kids say for now thank you for listening i hope that you loved today's episode please do the following things share this all over your social media subscribe to my podcast and leave me a five-star rating till next time